What's up, G-Captain listeners? Welcome to another edition of the Real G-Captain Podcast. I'm John Codrett, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about advice for cadets in a tough job market. We talked to a lot of cadets at G-Captain, and times are tough. The global maritime industry, commercial maritime, has been in a 10-year Recession, that's almost unprecedented. And now offshore jobs tanked. The offshore industry, the price of oil went down and ships are laid up and cadets are coming and many of them started when the offshore industry was taking off and the jobs readily available. That's when they joined the maritime academies. And now the jobs are hard to find. So I just wanted to give some basic, quick, underlying advice to the cadet who's in college now, looking for advice on what to do and how to prepare themselves for their career. So the first thing that you have to learn, I think, as a cadet is a positive attitude. Listen, I don't know if you're going to get a job right when you graduate. And some people say, what, what's the state, especially in the U.S. Maritime Academies? This advice is global, by the way. But for the U.S. Maritime Academies, a lot of the people there say, hey, what's the state of the U.S. Merchant Marine? Are there going to be these jobs aboard big ships for maritime unions? When I graduate and I say, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what the state, I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm cautiously optimistic. But the fact is that the population growth is exponential in this world. We're we're hitting a turning point that's rapidly changing. And most of the population growth is along the coast. Most of the internet is under the ocean. Most of the construction is going to be along the coast to help with this population. We have wind farms and solar and tidal energy farms. So there are going to be a huge number of opportunities in the maritime field. The question is, what is better to go into engineering, marine construction, these wind farms, or marine environmental science? And to be honest, I don't know. And it's not really worth asking because the answer is nobody knows. Nobody knows what those jobs are going to look like in four or six years. So what you need is a positive attitude. And my last podcast, I talked about uh, Golden Stripes Leadership on the High Seas, book by Cam Perani. And I also talked about Jim Collins' book, From Good to Great. And then Prani's book, he talks about this positive mental attitude, so important. And in Collins' book, they talk about what's called the Stockdale Principle. Admiral Stockdale was the most senior U.S. military official who was captured by the North Vietnamese in the Vietnam War. And he was tortured and treated horribly. And when the Vietnamese didn't torture him, he tortured himself. Why? Well, they wanted to parade him in front of TV cameras and show how great, quote-unquote great, they were 
treating American prisoners. So they'd torture him and treat him terribly. Then they'd fatten it up for a week and stop beating them and get him looking halfway decent to put in front of these TV cameras and photographers. Admiral Stockdale said, hell no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to participate. So he broke the leg off of a chair in his prison cell and he beat himself across the face with it so that they couldn't photograph him for this communist propaganda. And he also did things like a special Morse code. Some of the Vietnamese knew Morse code, so he did a, very, a different Morse code and he taught it to all the other American and allied prisoners so that they could communicate and offer these even lowest level resistance. And after he got out, he won the Medal of Honor, was a national hero. And Jim Collins, in his book, Good to Great, met Admiral Stockdale and he asked him, What is the one trait that people had that translated into them not making it? The people who died in the prison or the people who got out of prison and are still mentally not functioning well today. Serious levels of PTSD. Who are those people who it didn't end well for them? Admiral Stockdale said, that's easy, Jim. Those people were the optimists. And most of Jim Collins' book talks about positivity, and I can't stress enough how important positivity is in your career, in your studies, in your learning. You always have to have posi positivity. And Admiral Stockdale was a hugely positive influence, positive person. He wouldn't allow complaining in the prison. He wouldn't allow people to get distraught. Yet he said the most dangerous thing was optimism. Well, here's why. I'm, I'm an optimist. And sometimes being an optimist is difficult. Because when you're always thinking the best of people, when you're always expecting that the world will see the right way and do the right thing, you're constantly disappointed. That can lead to depression and, and be in difficult times. See, optimists would go, ah, they'd be cheery. They'd be the cheeriest prisoners. I know we're going to get out for Christmas in a few months. They're going to send a SEAL team or they're going to send special forces. They're going to rescue us. Christmas would come and go. And the optimists would go, oh, it's, it's going to be by summer. I love the summer. And we get spring and the beauty. And once the summer and the weather warms up, they're going to come to rescue us. And then summer would come, and summer would go, and they'd set their eyes on Christmas. Well, when you keep getting your hopes up in, in this prison environment where they're getting beaten every day, these guys ended up giving up. So what you need is this persistent attitude. You need to set your course. You need to be positive on a day-to-day -day basis, but not overly positive about the situation. Anyone who tells you, hey, guys, when you graduate in one, two, three, four, even four years, there's going to be a job for you. Don't worry about it. That's bad advice. No, stay positive every day and focus on your studies. But realize maybe a couple years until this economy recovers. And when it recovers may not be the job that you're expecting or that you were training for. 
So you need to be flexible. Admiral Stockdale was extremely flexible so that when you graduate, you can find a job. It may not be in something exactly like you were training for. You may be a deck officer and you were training for cargo ships or you were you really like tugboats and you were doing the tugboat thing or workboats. And then, hey, it turns out that there's a huge growth in the marine highway system and we need ferry guys who are driving ferries or marine construction, I think, could be huge. How to work the cranes and the derricks. They don't teach that in any of the maritime schools. He's talking to Eric Johansson, professor at SUNY Maritime. And he says, well, I, I keep trying to get SUNY Maritime to do a marine construction course. And I agree with him. That's huge. So you need to live every day and be positive, but not fake yourself out with, or worry too much about the bad news. And flexibility after you graduate. Well, how, how do you do this, John? How do you do all this flexibility? What you need to do right now, because you can't predict the future. You can't predict the exact skills you're going to need. You can't predict which segment of the maritime industry is going to be booming year or two after you graduate. What you need to do right now is focus on the core skills. Not tying, navigation, even celestial navigation. I know a lot of people say, John, the celestial navigation isn't used today. GPS and new computer systems. It's not the celestial navigation itself. It's the lessons, the basic math, the navigation. When you learn something, navigation is not going away. Terrestrial navigation charts, whether it's ectus or paper, it doesn't matter. It's not going away. But you can only study it so much. The thing with celestial navigation is, hey, you may not use it, but it's navigation. All the principles are terrestrial, but much harder, much more difficult. And when you learn something in a much more difficult way, it really doubles down on your understanding of the simpler systems. So even if you're not using celestial navigation, you got to sit down. You got to learn that. You got to soak up all the basic knowledge, the simulator classes engineering and you got to cross train you got to be a curious individual if you're a decky spend more time in the engine room if you're an engineer spend more time on the bridge because that's what we need when i was on a dp ship i worked for a company that didn't hire engineers i was the engineer on watch and the deck officer and that was really difficult at first because i wasn't used to the flexibility so that's the next tip, cross-training. Fundamentals. If you're a decky at a maritime academy and you don't understand the basic steam cycle, if you don't understand how fuel gets from the tanks through the engine, converted to exhaust, if you can't trace pipelines, you're going to be in trouble when you get out there. And as engineers, if you don't know Basic, I'm not talking celestial navigation. If you can't plot a basic course on a chart, if you can't go from one buoy to the next on a chart, go up and figure out basic navigation. If you don't understand why the helmsman can never steer a very steer straight course, if you've never gotten behind the helm as an engineer, you're going to be in trouble in the future economy where flexibility, people are going to be doing cross jobs a lot more. Next tip I have for you, simple sip, 
tip is soak up as much knowledge as you can. Soak it up. All the courses, you got to sit down, you got to study, you got to go to class. And, and I know I'm being a little hypocritical here. I was not the best student at SUNY Maritime. But man, you guys are paying. College for you guys is a lot more expensive than it was for me. I got out and from help from my family and odd jobs, and I was able to graduate SUNY Maritime College almost debt-free. Within a couple months of working on big ships, as a third mate, I paid for all my college and I started saving immediately. That's not the case for you guys, spending way over $100,000 in college education. And that money you are spending early in your career. And that money that you could have saved is compounding. And it's looking smarter and smarter to be a hawsepiper nowadays, except for the fact that the Coast Guard is requiring a lot more college-level courses, which are very, very expensive. So, if you understand the concept of compound interest, you know that the expense of college is a huge liability, a setback for today's cadets and students. But there's a flip side to this, guys. You have the motivation. Part of the reason I wasn't as motivated to study is because I wasn't coming out of my pocket, but it's coming out of your pocket. You have to realize you are paying for these classes. You are paying for these professors. You are paying for these labs. You are paying for summer C term. And you need to have the mindset of getting the most back for your money because it's too expensive to waste that. And what you need to focus on the most is the fundamentals, the core math, the core navigation, the core engineering, and the cross-training. And the advantage here is while you guys are at a negative setback with the compound interest, if you had taken that $100,000 and invested it now, it would be worth millions by the time you retire. But by being more motivated, you can learn more. And not only does money compound, but knowledge and experience compound as well. Anything that you learn right now will compound out throughout your career and grow and grow into contextual information and, and more job opportunities and so forth. Knowledge compounds just like money. If you know the basics of knot tying, that's going to allow you to maybe rescue a life at sea down the road. And it's going to give you an interest to learn more knots and learn the types of ropes. And it's a snowball. Knowledge is a snowball. And anything that you learn, if you and I, I'm 41 years old, me and a 21-year-old college cadet right now reads the same book, same chapter, the same amount, highlights it, figures out all the information the same way, Man, what, what, how much more time do I have in my career? 20 years if I work till 61? You have 40 years to use that knowledge. And you got 40 years to compound that knowledge. So get the most value out of your money and start compounding that knowledge of experience. And the other way to do that is find great mentors. Man, everyone loves 
to help college students. You as a college student can call admirals. You can call Navy people. You can go visit the Navy War College and sit in on a class. You have such opportunities. I know the course load is huge right now, but you have all these professors, great captains and chief engineers at the academies, people with PhDs just sitting there with open office hours. Go visit them, use them, ask them questions. Ask them, hey, this is what I'm learning. This is what, not just on the coursework, but other things that you are working on, projects of interest, more fundamentals. Ask them to learn more about finance. How many guys graduate, and even guys with a business degree, don't realize that, you know, like Stanford, Connecticut is a huge center of finance in the United States. Finance is a huge part of shipping, even if you're a deck officer and never want a desk job. Understanding the finance and the business aspects is important for deckies, even probably more important for engineers. So use these mentors, guys, all these employees of the school and the people you can call out because you're a student and they'll answer your questions. Find great mentors. My next one's a very simple tip. Turn off the TV, guys. Socializing with your fellow cadets telling sea stories, going out and enjoying a beer on the weekends, not going crazy. But that's all good socializing stuff. It's important. What's not important is catching up on the latest TV show. Again, compound interest. If you take the time, listen, there's nothing more valuable in this world than time. There's a ton of people with lots of money. There's tons of people who are smarter than you, better looking than you more motivated than you, more passionate than you. No matter what segment of, and there's a book, Abundance. I'll link to it in the notes, Abundance. It talks, we live in an abundance environment. There are abundance of jobs, there are abundance of ships, there are abundance of opportunities, but they're the only thing that's truly precious, even diamonds. There's an abundance of diamonds. The beers has to take diamonds and put them in safe so they don't flood the market. Abundance of gold, but there isn't an abundance of. The one thing that is truly precious and rare in this world is time. And you guys who are in college right now have time. That is huge. But if you're spending it watching TV, man, it's such a waste of time. Instead, read books. Read lots of books. Read books about things you're interested in. Read books if you're decky engineering, engineering decky engineers. Read navigation books and finance books and business books. Read some nonfiction books, but make sure it's good quality. Quality in leads quality out. Think of your knowledge and your book reading as kind of a compost. Yeah, in your backyard, you want to build this garden of knowledge. First, you need to compost. You've got to throw in a lot of different things. But if you throw chemicals into your compost, if you're throwing crappy food with the plastic wrapper still on, that compost is going to die. If you're putting good organic food and natural ingredients in your compost, but different types, vegetables and, and flowers and different types of compost, good input in. So the types of books you read is not as important as the quality of books that you read. I love fiction, but make sure it's literary fiction that's good and, and reviewed by authoritative sources, not popular junk fiction. So quality books, nonfiction and fiction. 
Next uh, tip is work the problem backwards. So I became very good at celestial navigation. I would people would pay me at school to figure out what was wrong with their cell nav problems. I get five dollars and I just quickly I could tell within a minute what they did wrong. And the way I did that was I didn't want to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, so I figured out how to do cell nav backwards. And doing it backwards is so much more difficult mathematically and analytically. You have to spend a lot of time and invest a lot of knowledge in to do a celestial navigation problem backwards. What do I mean by backwards? Well, instead of taking the sites, starting with the sites and the time, start with the position and the time and figure out what stars you should have done, figure out what the sexton reading should have been and work backwards from a pinwheel back to your original results. But you can do the same thing with your career and your knowledge. You know, set a goal. Goals are important. What do I want to be? And remember, those goals have to be flexible. They're not going to match exactly what you have. But if you want a job in this tugboat industry or in a certain area or something interests you, set that goal and work backwards. Picture yourself as the captain of a tanker. And what steps does it take to be captain from chief engineer? And what steps do I have to be a second mate? And then set your goals that way. And the next thing is reach out and ask questions. I already said find mentors, but reach out, ask questions. Ask a lot of questions, guys. Find people who can help you with your career. Stay flexible. Soak up the knowledge, use compound interest, and enjoy the week, guys. This has been Captain John Conrad with another edition of The Real G Captain Podcast. Take care.